Hello, you are welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel for yet another powerful, sobering, and inspiring word from God. Grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick Kaluluma from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. for every good work. We're still going. So now, we are shown that every scripture has been given. Every scripture has been given to us for the inspiration of God, by the inspiration of God. And through the scriptures, we can be complete, we can be thoroughly furnished, and we can know how to do every good work. And I would like to suggest, ladies and gentlemen, that we must learn to pray the scriptures. Learn to pray the scriptures. Learn to pray scriptural prayers. And I'll suggest a few reasons why, and then we'll have a how, and the how will probably come through a demonstration. So reason number one, we must understand that the word of God is the most sure word of prophecy. The word of God is the most sure word of prophecy. How many of us have ever received a prophetic word from the Lord through a person? Raise your hands. If you've received a prophetic word from the Lord through a person, raise your hand, please. Wonderful. How does it feel? Feels good. Okay. How many have ever received a prophetic word from the Lord uh, and it has come directly to you from God himself? How does it feel? Wait, wait, wait. I need to be a bit clear here. I just realized I wasn't looking right. Let me start with the first one. How many have ever received a prophetic word from and it has come to someone? Raise your hands, please. Like somebody has prophesied to you before. Like a proper word from the Lord. You even know this is not these are not games. How many have never actually had anyone prophesy to them? Raise your hands. Those are not raising their hands. What's your problem? I need to know whether we need to do a special class for the gifts of the Spirit in the church. I know I'll never forget when I first learned about the gifts of the Spirit. I, if a person sat next to me in church, I would spend half the service interceding for them, saying, Lord, give me a word over their lives. Give me a word. I just need them to be okay. What if they're going through something? Give me a word. Give me a word. Is there anyone here who's hungry to prophesy? And then, how many have ever received a word about their lives, which is direct from the Lord? Like, God directly tells you something, saying A, B, C, D. Okay. If you have not, Lord, may that day be today. But chances are high that you probably have, and you've missed it. I'll check. Because the Lord... The Bible tells us the Lord speaks in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. Then he begins to explain in a dream and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things I've come to realize is that the Lord doesn't just speak, he communicates. So more often than not, we can miss out on his 
communication because we are looking for a voice rather than perceiving what the Lord wants to communicate. So let me give you an example of the Lord uh, communicating. Who here is like a skilled protocol member? You even know that you're skilled in protocol. Raise your hand from the protocol. <laughs> what are you doing protocol in me? Okay. So from the skilled protocol members I've communicated. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, so that the audience can see. Bring it. So meaning in a service, even if I'm to walk like this and say, hallelujah, hallelujah, they know that the man of God is thirsty. And I'll even find a way to crack a joke or something. So that as you are laughing, I can rush and find it open. What has happened there? It's not, it's beyond speaking. We've communicated. And that's, that's where many people miss it. They've just never learned how to perceive a communication from God. And maybe we should have more sessions where we deal with that, right? Because you can actually be taught into that. How do we know? Samuel kept hearing the voice of Eli. And yet God was speaking to him. And that's why sometimes, who's ever experienced it, what the voice of God speaking to you sounds like the voice of your pastor? Who's ever experienced that? I've experienced that before. I think we need to go deep into this one. Somebody remind me how God communicates. Because some people think God has got a British accent. <laughs> like it's not going to... <laughs> until he speaks the language of the queen. Praise God. Had the Lord speak to me in Kosa before, and I've had the Lord speak to me in Senga before. I had to look for somebody to interpret it for me. He's God. God didn't have a British accent. He's got a God accent. <laughs> okay, now, my point was, as much as we admire courage and embrace the prophetic, we must always understand that the most sure word of prophecy the, the, the word of prophecy that can't miss at all is the word of God. And that's why you'll notice that if you receive a prophetic word and it's not in line with the word of God or it's not revealing the will of God, then there'll be trouble. Someone may say, Apostle, you're going to have to give me an example here. So for example, and that's why even you who is a messenger of a word, you must be careful. I remember once receiving a text from somebody. Hello, Apostle, how are you? I dreamed that you died. What? You want me to do, you want me to do what with that word? And interestingly, that day my body was not feeling so well. Can you imagine how discouraging that was? So somebody would say, but Apostle, what do I do if I had such a dream? I've had such a dream concerning somebody before. Do you know what I do? I would rather tell them, hi, I would like us to fast together tomorrow. I'll prepare the prayer points. Then all the prayer points will be about preservation of their life. What have I done? I've fulfilled the prophetic mandate without breathing fear in them. Then all of them will be about preservation. Okay, we will need a session. 
Because the prophetic reveals the will of God. So if by prophecy, God shows you what Satan wants to do to someone. For me, that's very good news. Because for the police, if they are to find out what the thieves want to do, it's good news for them. Because they can take preventive action. When you understand that the prophetic word reveals the will of God. So sometimes he will allow you to see through his eyes and hear through his ears. It will be easy. But now, I want you to understand that the word of God is prophecy over our lives. It's the most sure word of prophecy. So you can prophesy over your own life by speaking God's word. Okay? Now, how many of you remember that Jesus had an encounter when he was being baptized? Something very supernatural happened. A voice spoke from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You remember that, right? But are you aware that he necessarily have to have the voice every day. Let me show you. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Jesus didn't rely on the voice every day in that context. And I want us to read verse 17. The Bible is interesting. And he was handed, this is Jesus, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Uh -huh. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, that's Isaiah what? Come on, guys. Isaiah. Isaiah 61, right? Now, Jesus knew where there was a portion of scripture where it was written about him. He was so skilled in dividing the word of God that he knew that not every portion of scripture was written about him. You want me to prove that? Didn't he find where it was written about Judas? Do you remember Jesus praying? And when he was praying, he was saying, um, all those you've given me I've kept, except that one, that son of perdition, that it may be. You know the Bible wrote about Judas in the book of Psalms, right? When David said, my friend has betrayed me, the same one who I ate. Have you seen him before? Guys, you're giving Oh my goodness. Somebody say glory. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to get us. Psalm 41 verse 9. The Psalms of David are very interesting because David just never used to write about himself. If all the Psalms were about himself, then the guy was exaggerating. When did you see David's bones broken? The guy would start off and then he would enter into the spirit. No wonder when he was dying, he said, the spirit of the Lord spoke by me and the word of the Lord was on my tongue. That's what he said. Psalm 41, verse 9. Sing hallelujah. He said, 
even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Who is he speaking against? Who is he speaking about? If you read prophetically, that's talking about Jesus and Judas. When Jesus was asked about uh, who betrayed him, what he gave had to do with eating. I hope this didn't discourage you from eating. But what am I trying to say? In the same scriptures, you can find where it is written of the devil. Isaiah 14, right? Meaning that one is written for my sake, but it's not written about me. It's written for me to know. Isaiah 14, you'll find it written about Lucifer. Uh, Ezekiel 28, you'll find it written about Lucifer. Oh my, I, I hope I'm not going too far in this. What I'm trying to say is Jesus knew what was written about him. So I'll give you an example. I've been studying the Psalms. Uh, I've been studying the Psalms in the month this year, actually. I'm currently, I think, on Psalm 73. I've been studying the Psalms this year, apart from my other Bible studies. When I'm reading it, I'm able to tell what appeals to the new creation. And I'm able to tell, saying, this was for the old man. Now, I don't discard it. Instead, I just appreciate the Lord Jesus saying, wow, you saved me from that position to this one that I'm in now. I hope you're gay. So, the word of God is the most sure word of prophecy. Jesus found where it was written about him. I've got a question for you. If I said, okay, here's the Bible. Find where it is written about you. Where would you, which scripture would you go to? Tell your neighbor. This is one of the first things I learned how to do. I can give you an example. Let me, let me show you one scripture I go to where I find where it's written about me. I can show you. Isaiah 50. I always pray this one. Before preaching, I pray this one. Let's go. Verse 3. Hey! Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. Ho, 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 ho. Verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Always speak this over me. I know it. I know it. He's given me the tongue of the learned. To speak a word in Caesar. Sometimes the word in season can even be a joke that's been cracked in between the sermon. It becomes a word in season for another person. So find where it's written about you. I would constantly go to the scriptures. I remember 16, 17. And I would constantly find where it's written. And his name spread throughout. And they brought to him those who were sick. And he healed them. For me, that was written about me. Praise God. So when they weren't coming, we decided to follow them. Healing campaign. That's why we like, were busy declaring they're not coming. We followed them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Wait, how many of you knew about the healing campaigns? My goodness. My goodness. Was it your sister that we came to see? That's the one who was in the bed. The one was bedridden. And she had a walking stick and all that stuff. And then when she was escorted out, the neighbors all came. Ah, I endow you. <laughs> hey! 
Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Praise God. When I was starting to pastor, I found where it was written about me. I found a prophecy about me. Can I show you? Mark 6.34. This one, I found it. When I was starting to pastor, Mark 6.34. Let's go. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. So I knew I had to study many things now. It wasn't just going to be one topic that was going to do it. Find where it's written about you. And guess what? You can even choose. Then the Bible says, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. Hey! Praise God. There are certain men of God in this world who provoked God by doing certain things. I'll give you an example. How many of you know the late Kenneth E. Hagen? Okay. Kenneth E. Hagen, by many, is considered one of the fathers of the Word of Faith movement. And he got saved miraculously. He, because what happened to him? I can tell you a bit of the story. You can read his book. It's called I Believe in Visions. Kenneth Hagen. Now, he miraculously got saved on his deathbed. He was about 15. And uh, I think he had an enlarged heart and they, they had said he was going to die anytime soon. And so what happened is that he found himself going out of his body and twice he found himself going to hell. And as he was going, he was shouting, but I believe in, but I belong to the church. And I've been baptized in water. But he wasn't born again. <laughs> the third time that happened, ah, the guy just decided, he might, somebody lead me to Christ. <laughs> and so he got born again. And so now from there, they started preparing for his funeral. But then he read somewhere. Maybe that's why he overtaught it. Sized it. Because he had no one to teach it to him. And guess what? He decided to start reading the Bible. And he came across Mark 9. Give me verse 34. Sing hallelujah. 11.29. I enjoy telling you these stories. Why? They're wedding season, eh? Lord Jesus. Somebody say glory. <laughs> say it one more time. <laughs> say it again. Okay, Mark 11. <laughs> and I think I had gone a bit further. Uh, Mark 11 is the fig tree. So Mark 9. Praise God. Go to Mark 9. Verse 23. Uh -huh. Mark 9, 23. So he came across this scripture during his study. And it said, if you can believe, all things are possible to, to those who believe. And then, apart from that, it was actually Mark 11. It wasn't Mark 9. It was Mark 11. I just, Mark 9 and Mark 11 are very similar. Because in Mark 11, it's a fig tree, and Jesus tells them, um, you speak to a mountain, go into the sea, to go into the sea. So between Mark 9 and Mark 11, 
The more I say Mark 9, the more I think it's Mark 11. The more I say Mark 11, the more I think it's Mark 9. <laughs> but he came across that scripture. And so he asked for a pastor. And a pastor came. And so he asked the pastor, saying, ah, so this scripture, does it really mean like anything? Does anything here really mean anything? Like, can I ask for healing? Ah, the pastor discouraged him. And so they began, they told him to just prepare for his funeral. And they like, they asked him where he would like to be buried, how he would like the ceremony to be, and all that. I don't know if you get the point. Yeah, it was Mark 11. Yeah, Mark 11, 24. Because it says, therefore I say to you, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive and you have it. So when he continued reading that, the Spirit was speaking to him. And that's when he realized, wait, so if I believe that I've received, then let me walk. And so he would start walking around the room and he got healed miraculously. Now, he then is considered one of the fathers in the Word of Faith movement because he began to teach people a lot on faith by the Word, faith by the Word, faith by the Word, faith by the Word. And so one of the things that he did when he was a pastor, and he said he did this over a thousand times, is he would go to the altar and then go to Ephesians 1 verse 16 all the way up to 20. And then he would pray over himself. You know it? I pray to the God of our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, that he will grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He would do that. Then afterwards, he would go to Ephesians 3, somewhere verse 16, 17, where it talks about that he may grant unto you uh, to be in your inner man through his spirit. And then he continues to explain that you know the height, the depth, the length, the breadth. And he did that over a thousand times. It doesn't surprise you that as the years went by, he became one of the most powerful revelators. And the revelations he received of the epistles are what we are now building upon today. So he made a decision. Which scripture decided to meditate on is God. So the word of God is the most sure word of prophecy. You can prophesy about your life by the scriptures. Number two. The word of God assures us of answered prayer. First John chapter 5 and verse 14. First John chapter 5 and verse 14. Okay, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Next verse. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, then we know we have the petitions we have asked of him. Now here is where the challenge for many people came in. The biggest question became now, how do we know the will of God? And that's why that's where some unbiblical prayers were birthed. Unbiblical. Somebody can go on a sick bed and say, Father, if it is your will. Jesus already settled that issue. Didn't Jesus settle it when the man asked, Lord, if you are willing? And he said, I will. And we are told to follow those who through uh, faith and patience have obtained the promise. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
So somebody will ask if it is your will. Read the book. Find out if he wanted to take those stripes for free. Find out if he was just in the mood of being whipped. Like, guys, I just whip me. Whip me for no reason. I just feel like being whipped before I die. Find out. Why couldn't he just go and die? Why did he have to take those 39 plus 1? Find out if it was just for the sake of it. But if you read the book and you find out that through those stripes we obtained our healing. Praise the Lord. Many have come to me and say, so how do you still teach this stuff when haven't you seen one person, that person and that person and that person uh, maybe they passed away or something like that. What's my business with those who are not on the earth anymore? But for those who are still on the earth, <laughs> I, no, I don't know if you're getting my point. I, I, I have no business dealing with, with people who now God to deal with. God will answer those questions in eternity. But as far as I'm concerned, this is what the scriptures say. And this is something I took, I've taken very personal. I said to God, saying, Lord, I don't want to be that pastor who buries members. And I will never forget, he replied, saying, do what Kenneth Hadjin did. So I didn't, I didn't know by then. So I went, that's when I said reading, I believe in visions, and I read his history. And then in the years that he was pastoring, he never buried a member. If he buried anyone, it wasn't, the person wasn't a member of the church. And you know what he did? He taught life. He taught Zoe. And the Bible says this, the man will sustain him even in sickness. Praise God. And that's why I teach you the word. Because when you come here, my role is to speak life into you. But I was explaining that the trouble that comes in for most is they are wondering what is the will of God over a matter. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Don't look at people's experiences, not even your own. Don't let your experiences become your idol. Don't let experiences of men become doctrine. Search scriptures and see what the Bible actually says. Praise God. And so, notice we are told that if we ask according to his will, he hears us, right? And we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we have it granted. Let's, let me show you another scripture that you can use in conjunction with this one, which will show you that praying the word of God will cause you to pray the will of God. John chapter 15. And verse 7. Jesus says something very interesting. By the way, this statement amazes me. I'll tell you why. John 15 verse 7. He says, if you abide in me. I think one of these days I'll teach this on abiding in his presence. So there's actually a way you can learn to live in the manifest presence, which is available for you 24-7. And he says, if you abide in me. Now look at that key part. And my words abide in you. Amazing. So, we've got believers who don't have the word of God in them. Imagine in Colossians 3.16, we're being told, let the word of God dwell in you richly. That shows you that for some, the word of God is very... The, the 
the word of God in them is not rich. Very little, surface level. They don't know the deep things of God, which the Spirit of God reveals. And he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, what will happen? You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Have you noticed that's very similar to the other side where we're shown if we pray according to his will, our petitions a most sure way of praying. Let his words abide in you. And don't forget, the Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if his words abide in you, you will pray the word. You will pray his will. You will pray his manual. Praise God. There is nothing that delights you know, it's interesting that I want to think about this. The journey that a human being goes through. They are born, they are adorable, and A, B, C, D. But the moment they remain in that state, there is worry that something is not going well. A human being is expected to develop. And do you know the highest place that they develop to? They develop to a place where they can sit down with their parents and literally they can have a, a conversation. They can sort out issues together. You can sit down and say, how should we handle this matter? There is honor, but you've grown. God wants that for his children as well. For them to reach the stage of Christ. That's what the scripture tells us. Where you grow. Praise God. There is only so much a baby can ask for. So if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Ah, his words abide in you. This is not this one doesn't come by laying of hands. This one comes by opening the book for your Praise God. This one comes by listening. And, and haven't you seen where the Bible says, wisdom is calling out to the simple. And it says, how long will you remain simple? Haven't you seen? Wisdom goes out. How long will you remain simple? There are some of us who are too simple. Like we're too, we know very little. And we're comfortable like that. Wisdom is calling out. How long will you remain that way? Praise God. Can we go to one more? How many of you are enjoying this? Are you? Let me show you Proverbs chapter 1, verse 28, in line with this one. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 28. Let's start from verse 20. Then we'll skip a few ones. We'll read 20 and 21, then we'll go to 28. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. And what is she saying? She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gate in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, would you love simplicity? 
how long? That's what wisdom is crying out. How long do you want to be babied? How long do you only want to hear, it will happen for you someday? No interest in anything else. By the way, nothing wrong with encouragement. It's very necessary. And there are moments for it. But if that's all you come to church for, you'll be amazed at COL because you'll find us going in depth. Now, today we're just discussing the 24 elders. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. Today, let's see the revelation behind the four living creatures. How if you get my point? How long would you love to be simple? I don't know how many of us want to just grow in the word, to become word machines. <laughs> hey, that can become a thing. Word machines, like just walking word, you know what I mean? Like a, like a machine gun. Just... And now, let's look at verse 28. How many of you have seen why it says, you will call upon me and I will answer him. Now look at verse 28 here. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. Hey, they will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Wait here. Imagine. This is a God who's a reward of those that diligently seek him. And people can seek him diligently, not find him. With so much passion, they can climb the highest mountain, thinking ah, maybe they can seek me better there. <laughs> so at least there when I just say, Jehovah, I don't need to shout. Can I? <laughs> it reminds me, there's somebody who came, they, they came to COL for the, for the first time. And so I invited them to the office. And so they were from a very traditional setup. And they're like, no, I love the way you preached. But, there's always like a but. You guys, when you're praying, you shout so much. Why? I was like, no. You know, because there are many people in the world praying, one God to hear. So. <laughs> and they found me so funny that they didn't to keep coming. So we just tried to make sure that he's hearing us. <laughs> but then I also asked them if there was ever a, a quiet prayer meeting in the Bible. I would like someone to show me one quiet prayer meeting. Or maybe when they read the Bible, they found where it says, and they raised their voice. And they shouted. I've never found a single quiet prayer meeting. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known any of those prayers. <laughs> quiet prayer meetings are for at home. Okay, let's continue. It says, they'll call upon me, I will not answer. They'll seek me diligently, but won't find me. What's the reason? Verse 29. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. I'm telling you, I've had situations where I've ministered to someone, maybe they need a miracle. And you try to teach them, they are not interested. I don't even know if you've ever experienced that. Where someone is not interested in learning the word. All they want is for you to give them oil to apply every day. No interest in learning the word. Somebody came to see me for a miracle. They experienced a very big miracle. Betha, were you there? 2013. There's a person that came, the one who couldn't talk. And then, shorter leg. Okay, they had problems. And then we prayed. And the person got healed. Started talking in the meeting. And so, afterwards, they were like, but, yeah, my demon, I mean, I see a number. At least, I'm going to pass it oil or at least acid. I've spent one hour teaching you the word. I said, I've got something better than oil for you. <laughs> I was like, you can have the word of God in your spirit. The word of God in your spirit. 
Praise God. No, I'm telling you, I remember meeting one person one time. And I asked, saying, oh, can I see that bangle? It looked interesting. I didn't even know I was asking. I said, no, no, I can't take it off. The moment I take it off, I lose protection. I said, what? Put on the belt of truth. <laughs> there is an armor. There is an armor. There is another level of armor. Praise God. So it says they hated knowledge. Don't be one of those that hates knowledge. Be one of those that hates teachings. I don't know if you're getting my point. Don't be one of those. Praise God. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Let's, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. The final one for today. But that one. We've got that one. We've got that one. I can. We've got four more points. We'll continue next week. Unless you want one last one. Remember, if I give you the last one, next week I'll remain with three. What would we do after we're done with the three? We'll sing hallelujah to the. <laughs> Psalm 103. Hey! Verse 20. I'm praying to God. You know, you know. I always wonder uh, how many people here use Bible plans. Bible plans. I've never used the Bible plan before, but I always wonder what happens the day. Like maybe you're reading a chapter a day, then the day it gives you Psalm 119. <laughs> you know how long Psalm 119 is, right? How many verses? 150. Are you going to like <laughs> Psalm 119 verse, for example, do you know the book of John chapter 6? The verses are a lot. You know there is verse 63. <laughs> may the Lord grant you that may tomorrow, tomorrow may you plan <laughs> give you Psalm 119 for John 6. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word in the voice of his word. Angels respond to the word of God. Angels respond. Angels respond. Angels have been trained to respond to God's word. You can provoke angelic ministrations. You can provoke the ministry of angels by your interaction with the word. Luke chapter 4. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Luke chapter number 4. Are you there? Sing hallelujah. Look, let's, let's use Matthew 4, verse 10 and 11. How many of you remember that Jesus had a confrontation with the devil? And Jesus kept answering, saying, It's written, it is written. So the final confrontation, he said, Away with you, Satan. Hey! 
I like that. Away with you. In short, he said, out. Are you hearing me? I think next week in establishment class, next week, if I'm not mistaken, we'll be looking, one of the topics we'll be looking at is the believer's authority. That's one of the topics. What did he, he said, out. Talk away. <laughs> he said, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. He spoke what was written. What happened next in verse 11? The devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. It's interesting, eh? There are angels that are available to do the work of the Lord. Let me show you another scripture. Sing hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to the book of Matthew. 26. Verse 50. <laughs> 52. When they came to get Jesus, right? Matthew 26, verse 52. Peter got a sword and hit one of the guys. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Next verse. Or do you not think, or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father? And he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. I've just got one question because I want to provoke us when it comes to the ministry of angels. Those angels, where they're going to come in the spiritual realm or the physical? Were they coming over a spiritual matter or even a physical one? Twelve legions, that's over 24,000. If you're using the lower limits. Because a legion can be as many as 2,000 to 12,000. So if we use 2,000, that means 24,000 angels were ready to come and... Like Peter, hold on. What? Like this is such a dream. Wait, I've got backup. And the kind of world we're in now, I think we need the ministry of angels now more than ever. We need the ministry of angels now more than ever. Praise God. I remember when God said teaching us on the ministry of angels. I still remember that day we were driving home. I wasn't the one driving. I won't say who was driving. But the car had the drainage. And I was the guy. So I was the one they were looking to. <laughs> My goodness, we tried. That car was heavy. And then suddenly this person comes on a bike in darkness stops smiles it's the car by the time we are looking where is he we entered how oh my god what was that then immediately i hear 
Be kind to strangers for in doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing. May there be a release of the of angels. And now that we have that revelation, it will work even. I, how many of you remember how many people we help with heart situations? I'll never forget being in a meeting. It was a WIM conference. And then suddenly I begin to see these people walking through the wall with a plate. And then on the plate, there was a body organ. So I would just call out what body organ is there. And then also what those issues would come to the front. And then when we lay hands, the person would experience a divine replacement. May we have those experiences multiplied among us. So angels do the work. They do the work. They do the work. He shall command his angels concerning you. Isn't that what it says in Psalm 91? He shall command his angels concerning you. And then they will keep you lest you dash your foot against a stone. As in your walking, you don't even know how your leg just turns and goes over. He shall command his angels concerning you. I pray for you like Elisha prayed for his servant. Lord, open their eyes. Because it's don't you find it interesting? Angels present. But they only became active. One, when Elisha knew they were there. Two, there is a certain way he communicated with God and they became active. So Gehazi could have died in the presence of angels. That needs its own series, eh? The ministry of angels. But Lord, I pray may visions multiply. May people begin to experience angels in their dreams, in person. Praise God. Let's pray together. We'll pray. Let's pray Psalm 91. You can give us Psalm 91. We'll pray together. God will do is that we'll speak it and then break forth into praying in the spirit and we're done. Just in four minutes. So this is how we'll pray it. You repeat after me. We're praying it in a personalized manner. One, two, three, go. Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh-huh. I say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Uh -huh. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings I take refuge. His truth is my shield and buckler. Come on, let's go. I shall not be afraid hey, of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. 
thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand but it shall not come near me and it's only with my eyes that I hold the reward of the wicked praise the Lord come on because I have made the Lord my refuge and the most high my dwelling place then no evil shall befall me nor shall any plague nor shall any virus nor shall any sickness come near my dwelling for he shall command his angels concerning me to keep me in all my ways in their hands they shall bear me up lest I dash my foot against a stone uh -huh. I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra the young lion and the serpent I trample underfoot. Come on, say it. I have authority over all demonic forces. I tread upon them. I defeat them easily. Praise the Lord. Because I have set his love upon God. Because I have set my love upon God. Therefore he shall deliver me. Therefore, he has delivered me. And he has set me on high. Because I have known his name. I shall call upon him. And he will answer me. He shall be with me. In times of trouble. He has delivered me. And he has honored me. With long life, he has satisfied me and he has shown me his salvation. Rabos elebe shataka bahai rebos sotoko rabahai rekuraba shotoko rabahai am that seed of abraham yes i'm that seed of abraham abraham was given all things i'm an heir to all things all things are mine all things respond to me hey abashotoko rabahai i'm born of the word i'm born of the word greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world who is it that overcomes the world he that is born of god overcomes the world i have overcome the world i have overcome the world i take cheer because the lord jesus overcame i have overcome the world
wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the City of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.